We are starting a new series this month. It's called Break Free, and we're super excited about it. We're going to uh, talk about um, the spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about some of these different things um, that we practice um, as people who believe in Jesus, different ways that we relate with Jesus, in, uh, to Jesus. And, um, and, and the truth is, guys, when we hear this, this idea of spiritual disciplines, um, we might start to feel like intimidated, right? We might feel like uh, this idea of spiritual disciplines is like kind of hard. It's kind of scary. Um, when we hear things like reading your Bible, quiet time, giving, like prayer, like some of us might feel like these things are scary, like they're really hard to do. We might feel like those things seem really boring, right? Uh, it, I mean, these things, we, we experience this in life, right? Uh, I hate going to the dentist. Anyone with me? I absolutely despise the dentist. I'm sorry if you want to be a dentist, but that's probably the worst job in the world because the dentist is terrible. Every time, and, and here's the reason, because uh, you're shaking your head at me. The reason that I hate the dentist is because uh, you should go to the dentist. Don't worry, I'm getting there. But uh, the, the, the reason that I hate the dentist is because I never leave like, with good news. I never leave the dentist with good, like, and, and I brush my teeth all the time, twice, right, twice a day, sometimes three. Uh, I, I don't floss because I think it's pointless, um, but we can talk about that later. Uh, but um, I'm just kidding. Come on. You guys got to laugh a little, like loosen up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, um, so the, I, I don't like the dentist because I always leave with bad news. It's always like you got like three root canals or six cavities or... Uh, uh, yeah, the root canals were my fault. I didn't go to the dentist for like a year, and uh, yeah, that was my fault. Don't do that. I don't encourage that. But, um, but I don't like the dentist, but when I go, I'm better for it, right? Would we all agree that when we go to the dentist, we're better for it? I don't end up with three root canals, right? You know what, you know what I mean? We're better for it. Um, another thing that I hate is uh, pimple popping. Anyone with me on that one? <laughs> pimple popping. I hate it. You love it? Is that what you said? Oh, I can't, I can't stand it. Uh, there's like the pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper show. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, they're big fans apparently, AJ. Oh my gosh. Well, I found a few pictures. Uh, here's one. Uh, the picture said that this thing weighed like this, uh, the amount of like a baby, like a, like a, like a newborn baby, like was on his neck. Yeah, Gross. Uh, all right, hold on. Don't go to the next one because it's really disgusting. If I'm just warning you, I won't even look at this one. But if you, because it, I literally will puke. So uh, if you are afraid or if you don't like this stuff, don't look. Okay. But Braden, go ahead. Just go quick, and then you can. Oh yeah, it's so gross. All right, you can go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go. Oh, some of you enjoy that. That's gross. That's, oh, do you still enjoy that? Oh, that was a good one? That's disgusting. Oh. All right. No, I found this other one, too. Brayden, go to that third one. I found this one's not bad. This is just gross. They have these toys that you can, like, pop pimples with. That's gross. Why do people do that? Oh. And then they have cupcakes that people made with, like, oh, that's gross. It's disgusting. Disgusting. All right. Getting to my point. <laughs> go to the next one, Brayden. So, this one's not that bad. It's just like dried a little bit. Oh, it went off. He, he turned it off on purpose. All right. Hey, Rachel said her mouth's watering. <laughs> That's disgusting, Rachel. All right. 
All right, no, hey, uh, here's my point of that. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to have to go to the dermatologist, and they did this to me uh, with that little tool thing, the little, uh, I forgot the word, Tomas, chingadera, there it is. Uh, you owe me $10. The, the little doohickey thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they used to take that thing, and they used to dig out pimples. I hated that, okay? They literally, I mean, they did it to my face, to my back, and I hated it. I hated going there, but it always was better for me in the end, right? It's better than having like a bunch of gross pimples um, all over the place. So it was better, even though I hated it, and we probably, most of us normal people would hate it too, uh, but I'm just kidding. But the point is, the point is, we hate it, we feel, we, we, we're afraid of it, we don't like it, but in the end, it's better for us, okay? And the point of this idea of the spiritual disciplines and, and break free is this same idea, that, that they might seem intimidating, we might be afraid of them, they might be really hard um, to start, man, but this is how we experience true freedom. This is, this is, these are tools to experience the freedom that Jesus offers us, to experience relationship with Jesus. And so that's what I hope that we see through this series. As we talk about, tonight we're going to talk about quiet time, uh, next week we'll talk about um, prayer, and then the next week we'll talk about giving and then worship. And so as we talk about these things, I hope that these things are super practical, that you leave with things that you can actually go and do and practice so that you can experience the freedom of Jesus, all right? And so tonight, like I said, we're going to talk about quiet time. Uh, we're going to go, there three things, okay? We're going to do three things tonight. Number one, we're going to talk about why we should have a quiet time, okay? And then the second, second thing we're going to do, Josiah's going to come up and he's going to share his story. He's going to share his testimony. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And then the third thing is we're going to um, look at how we can actually do this, how we can practice it. Okay? Sound good? That's where we're going? You ready for it? All right. So why should we have a quiet time? Why should we have a quiet time? There's one idea, one thing that I want us um, to get, one idea that I want us to write down, and it's the idea that because we, we should have a quiet time because fellowship with God is a privilege. Fellowship with God is a privilege, all right? Now, this word fellowship, okay? This word fellowship, it, it really just means it's a, it's a churchy word, right? We use it around church a lot. Um, if you don't know what it means, that's okay, but, it, but it's simple. It's just hanging out with people, okay? Don't, don't get hung up on it. That's all it is. It's just hang, we do this all the time, right? I mean, I, I guarantee there's a lot of us that went and saw the Avengers movie last weekend. That's fellowship, okay? We, we, when we sit and eat a pizza with each other, that's fellowship. When we sit and spend time with each other, that's fellowship. Girls, when we sit and like paint our nails or do something, right? Girls, I don't know what you do to fellowship, but paint nails. Yeah? Was I right? Whatever. Anyway, that's fellowship. When we spend time together, right? Spend time together. Usually it's over food, right? Usually it's over food. The truth is, guys, that we do this with people and we should. We should practice fellowship with people. But God wants us to do this with him too. He desires for us to, to have fellowship with him, to be in relationship with him. This is his desire. Revelation 3.20, it's on your outline. It says this, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. And I love this verse because Jesus is saying, look, he, he's talking to this church and he's saying, look, it's not hard. It might seem intimidating, it might seem scary, it might seem difficult, but it's not. The idea is just that you would come 
open the door and just sit and spend time with me. He says, listen, I just want to spend time with you. That's all. This idea of a quiet time, that, that's what it is, guys. It's just sitting and spending time with Jesus. Come in, and, and he says, come share a meal with me as a friend. Just like you share meals with people, with friends, and Jesus wants to share a meal with you. All we have to do is just open the door. We have to open the door and say, man, I'm available. I want you to come and sit with me. I want to hear from you. I want to learn from you. I want to open the word and read and hear from you and, and learn. <clears throat> it doesn't have to be intimidating. In fact, it's a privilege. We said this earlier, right? It's a privilege to spend time with God. I mean, the fact that, that we, we can have a relationship with God is a privilege. When we begin to see that it is a privilege, that it's something that like we get to do, not something that we have to do, man, then it, then it changes our mindset. The truth is, guys, we really have it easy. We really do. We really have it easy. And we really have no excuse. We really have no excuse for opening our Bible. I mean, we have these things so easy. We can, we can access these things so easily. If you have a smartphone, you can download an app. It's free. We're going to talk about that later. But, but man, these things are so, if you don't have a Bible, man, come talk to me. I'll give you one. You really have no excuse to be in the Word and to have a quiet time. You guys ready for a, a quick, quick church history lesson? Yeah, Cameron said, yeah, right away. He didn't even know what I was talking about. You sure? All right. Well, uh, quick church history lesson. You ready? So we have an English Bible, right? If you have a Bible, you know it's written in English, right? The Bible wasn't always written in English. Did you know that? Yeah, good. Well, uh, the Bible wasn't always written in English. We have lots of different translations for the Bible. We have lots of different ways that we can read the Bible, lots of different uh, like, d ways to understand the Bible, right? It wasn't always like this. In fact, a long, long time ago before the church, um, the early church, the only way that people really interacted with the Bible was by going to church and hearing the priest or the pastor or whoever read from the Bible. And, and actually, most of the time, they, they didn't have it in their hand like we do, okay? They didn't have a smartphone to look it up. They didn't have Google to, like, search something, okay? They, they literally, the only time they interacted with the Bible was by hearing someone speak it and hearing someone read it. And most of the time, most of the time, they were reading in a different language than they understood. And so most of the time, they were reading, like, in, I don't know, Latin or something, and they understood, like, Greek or, or, he, or something, right? And, and they didn't understand even what he was saying. And so they really couldn't even understand the Bible. They really had a hard time hearing and knowing God's Word and reading it. And it wasn't until a guy uh, named William Tyndale. Can you guys say William Tyndale? Let me make sure I got that name right. Yeah, I got it. All right, William Tyndale. William Tyndale, it's really not super important, but he, uh, he, he is important, but it's not important that you remember that, okay? He, uh, he decided, he decided that man, reading the, reading the Bible, reading God's word, he, he was able to speak lots of different languages. And so he was able to hear and know God's word. He was able to read it and open it. And so he found that reading the Bible, that spending time with God in quiet time was a privilege. That it was something that everyone should, should, should have access to. Everyone should be able to do. And so this guy, William, he, 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 uh, he knew that it was a privilege. And so he decided to, to break the law at the time. The law at the time said the church made this law that no one could translate the Bible from, from the language into a common language for everyone to understand. 
The church made that law because they wanted control, right? Okay, so we can talk about that later. But, but the, 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 they made this law, and William decided he's going to go against this law to translate. In fact, he had to go and run away from a different country and translate it, and then it eventually got printed and all this crazy stuff. He eventually translated it into the English Bible. And it actually, like, it influenced the King James Bible. You guys heard of the King James Bible? The reason that we can read the Bible in English today is because this guy decided that it's important, that this is important enough to risk my life. In fact, you want to know what happened to him? He was eventually found, and he was eventually burned alive. He was burned at the stake. He was, he was tied to a pole with gunpowder underneath him and burned alive. Terrible, horrible, suffered and died. But he knew and he believed that this word, that spending time with God, was so important was such a privilege, man, that everyone should have access to it, that everyone should be able to. Guys, we really have no excuse. We really have it easy. We really have no excuse to spend time with Jesus. Seriously, you, you, you think you have an excuse? Come talk to me after, okay? If you think that time or, or whatever, come find me. I'll tell you, listen, it's not a matter of excuses. It's not a matter of how much time we have. It's a matter of priority, is Jesus your number one priority? And I, don't, I challenge you to say, man, if you're not having a, a, a quiet time, that answer is no. Jesus isn't a priority if you're not making time to spend time with him. So, man, think about this. It's, you really have no excuse. Jesus says this in John 8, and that we can experience freedom. He says this, John 8, uh, 31 and 32. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the truth sets us free. Spending time with him, spending time in his word, learning the truth, learning from him, hearing from him, and this is where we experience freedom. Guys, there's a lot of times in the Bible that Jesus decides, I'm going to walk off, and I'm going to go spend time. He, and he goes and he spends time with his father. And he goes and he spends in time resting and praying and spending time with God. I mean, you can read it over and over again. There's, there's countless times that Jesus does this. Man, so how can we think that we're better than Jesus, that we don't need a quiet time? Right? How can we think that, that, that we are more busier than Jesus? That we have more of an excuse than Jesus? Guys, the truth is, is that we get to spend time with God. It's a privilege we have to see that. We have to see that it's a privilege to spend time with him and take advantage of that privilege. So that's why. That's why we should spend time with God. Again, before we talk about the how, and I'd love for us um, to spend some time listening to Josiah's story. Um, so Josiah, why don't you come on up? Why don't you guys welcome up Josiah? Hello. Uh, if, if you didn't catch it, my name is Josiah Freeland. Um, I'm 19 years old, and I'm a senior at Minarets Charter High School. Uh, here's a little bit about me be, before I share my testimony. Um, so I am a huge cinephile. Uh, I, I'm obsessed with movies and film production, and I have been ever since about nine years old. Um, I'm the current uh, president of the entire Minarets Media Program at, at my school, and I'm highly involved in all kinds of video and film production. 
uh, in and outside of uh, school. Uh, I'm coming up on 10 years of playing the drum set. Uh, I'm 98, 98% extrovert. Uh, I love people, and my word for 2019 is story. Um, as I'm up here, um, I've learned a lot um, that uh, about that sharing your testimony um, in what God has done in your life is one of the most impactful things you can do um, to any, any kind of person. Um, I can't tell you a lot of the... Uh, many of the younger aged years and memories um, that, that I have because at the age of 11, um, I was staying at a friend's house while my parents in, were in Russia adopting my younger sister. Um, I was swimming around in, in the pool with them, having pl fun playing pool tag, uh, and I started running around and I slipped uh, and, and I hit my head. So I don't have uh, very many memories before that, although I still remember things like people's skills and I still know, knew where my parents were, so it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Um, so I'll start off my story with, uh, I've always been known as the good kid, um, with two younger brothers, one older sister, two younger sisters, and my two happily married parents, I've always grown up in a household, uh, of faith. My parents have always given me everything I've needed, food, clothing, a home, and a bed to sleep in, medical attention, and so much more. They've given me incredible examples of uh, how to live life to please the Lord and how, um, to have a happy and good marriage. Um, they, they've given me in every, uh, in everything I need in advice, um, in rough parts of my life, everything I've ever needed. I'm going to skip to about the, uh, about the time of my high school, um, because that's where I really feel like God has done the most work in my life. Um, starting my freshman year, um, at, at Minarets was pretty good. Uh, throughout the year, I, I mean, it was just just as good as, as anybody else's uh, freshman year. There's ups and downs, but um, I I hung out with two main friend groups. I now like to call them um, the the group of drama and the group of druggies. Um, I the the group of drama. Um, well, they sucked <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, they they were all fake, and by the end of the year, uh, everybody hated each other. They they would gossip about each other and they would tell lies about each other all the time. The group of druggies, druggies were definitely w where it was at, though. Uh, I, I thought they were really cool, and they thought the same of me. These kids were the ones who would say inappropriate things, do all kinds of illegal drugs, have sex just for the fun of it. The, I, as they acted on, on all these kinds of things, I kept a decent, decent distance away from all of it because I didn't want to be involved, um, and they fairly respected my decision. Uh, my sophomore year, uh, I started to learn and uh, grow more in my relationship and knowledge about God. I sought out to have uh, better friends, um, but ended up getting back into pretty similar friend groups. Um, I, I, as I started to learn more about God, I, I forgot the most important piece, um, which was to live with God in, in my life. By my junior year, uh, there were a lot of things starting to happen in, in my life. For me, um, a relationship is more than just um, dating j just for the fun of it. Um, so for, it, was, it, was very, it was my very first relationship. Um, I started dating someone. Our relationship was great for about two months. But to be completely honest, the next seven months of our relationship got really hard and really unhealthy. I just, wanted, or I, I just wasn't in the right place. I, I still uh, was having trouble finding great friendships and still not living with God in my life. During, during the fourth year of my houseboats uh, experience, um, which was this past summer, uh, I was still not truly following God. Um, 
on the last night of our trip during worship, the presence of the Holy Spirit just came and sat on top of me. I felt it, literally. And I can't really explain to you how it felt, but I can just say I've never felt so overwhelmed in my life before. I've never felt so sinful, so un unholy, so guilty, corrupt, and broken. I was just completely far away from God, and I knew it. I was a mess. I, excuse me, uh, I, I had never really understood how much God loved me until that very moment. He loved me even though I was completely broken. I started diving into the word a little bit more after that night, um, and as the summer continued on, I continued to learn and grow in my relationship with God for real. Um, after about a month into my senior year, the, this school year, um, God came to me one morning as I was spending time with him, and, I, and he said to me, I don't want you in the relationship you're in, and I don't want you with the friends you hang out with. I don't want you where you are, so you need to change. And I basically said to God, um, that's uncomfortable. I don't like that. I'm going to stay right where I am. I, and I can tell you confidently that God just looked down at me from heaven and just chuckled. I was disobedient. Not even a week later, I started to get really sad. Uh, life started to get really hard, and nothing seemed to be going right. Uh, after consistently praying about the struggles in my life, he reminded me again, you need to change. I, and I finally just thought to him, God, you're right. I can't do this, but I believe you can. So help me change in the way you want me to. And wow, my life really flipped upside down. Uh, I can tell you it was not easy. Um, I had just broken up w with my girlfriend. I had lost a lot of, or basically all my friends. Um, and for about a month, I had to face my biggest fear every day, which was being alone. Uh, I had no one to talk to, but God continuously reminded me through that journey, rely on me because I am always here. Um, September 26, 2018, I sent a text to my old friend just thanking her for something simple she did for me earlier that day. She replied and she asked me if I was doing all right because she noticed I wasn't my usual self at school. That question sparked into a conversation about how I was, how I was feeling and she said, hey, let's just go out for some coffee and just talk about life. So we did. After that, she had invited me to hang out with her friend group, um, her and her friend group at school, so I took her up on that offer a few days later, and I started hanging out with, with them on a regular basis. Although my journey in Christ, uh, in following Christ is not over yet, God has taken me through some rough patches. God is always there, even if, I, even if it might not seem like it, rely on him. I now have a really great uh, group of friends um, that I love very much, and I've always uh, enjoyed every moment that I've been with them. Um, God gave me that. He knew that the, that's what I needed, and without him, I wouldn't have been able to get through that part of my life. He changed my life. I'd like to leave you with a question to truly think about because it's something that I've really struggled um, with, with, my life, with most of my life. Um, it's something that, that'll... Uh, change your life or it'll keep you the same. It'll give you joy or keep you in shame. And it's something that, that can give you freedom. Um, so, so here is my question. Are you living for God with God or are you living for God without God?
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Josiah. I love that question, right? Man, are you, are you following God with God? Are you living for God with God or without God? Man, and that's, that's the question of, uh, that we're talking about. And how do, we, how, do we, how do we live for God with God? Man, we spend time with him. We spend time in his word. Man, if you want to live for God with God, man, start, start practicing these things. Start doing these things. Go and do something, all right? So it's important that we have a quiet time. It's important that we have a quiet time. It's important that we establish this. So how do we have a quiet time, all right? How do we have a quiet time? And I want this to be super practical, super, like, things that we can walk away and do, okay? But first of all, I want to explain to you that we're going we're gonna to talk about a, uh, a, like, just one style of, of doing a quiet time, okay? This is just one style. It's called the SOAP method, okay? Or SOAP, whatever, I guess. Uh, method, style, all the same. Uh, and, uh, but I want you to know that you don't have to be stuck in this, okay? Whatever works for you, go and do that, okay? Whatever works for your personality, do that, okay? I want you to understand that this is something to try, and if it doesn't work for you, then don't do it. If it works for you, then do it. Does that make sense? It's not, it's not hard, okay? It's the, the, if it helps, then do it. If it doesn't help, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh my gosh. If it helps, we're going to do it. If it doesn't help, what are we going to do? Not do it. Good. We're going to try something else. Great. I'm glad we can catch on. Okay. The SOAP method, all right? SOAP method. Uh, First, we start with Scripture. The S is Scripture, okay? S is Scripture. We start by opening the Bible. We start by opening the Word and and reading His Word. Now, let's back up for a second because I forgot something. Back up. Before we start with Scripture, man, I want us to understand that it's not in the SOAP method. We should start by, uh, by saying, God, start in prayer. Start by saying, God, would you come and, and, and sit with me? But if it were me, okay, this is what like, I like to do in the morning. I, I get my cup of coffee because coffee and quiet time go together like peanut butter and jelly for me. Um, okay? And so I sit, and I get my cup of coffee, sit in my like, favorite chair, and I sit there, and I say, hey, uh, God, would you come and show me, open my eyes, open my heart, open my ears to hear from you? Would you come and just sit with me? Like, come and just sip coffee with me. How cool is that, right? Like, Jesus gets to come and sip. I know that's cheesy, but whatever. Anyway, so ask Jesus to come and, sh- and reveal himself. Then we open up scripture, and we read. Uh, there's one on your outline. It's Philippians 2. Um, we, uh, so, well, let's just read it, all right? Philippians 2, 2 through 5, it says this. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Don't look out for on, only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, okay? So we read through the scriptures. Man, don't overcomplicate it. If you've got a question about what it says, Write it down, and then keep going, all right? Write it down, keep going, and then come back to it later, right? So we, so we read through Scripture, man, and, and, and that's the first thing we do. We read through Scripture. We just read Philippians 2. The second thing, the O, observation. Observation. And this is where we write down some of the observations that we, uh, from things we just read, right? Observations, questions. This is where we come back to those questions, okay? So if we were looking at the, this, uh, this verse in Philippians, we could look at, uh, we can write down like agree wholeheartedly with each other, right? Work, uh, work as one mind and one purpose, right? Don't try to impress others. These are things that we're looking at the verse, that we're looking at the passage, the, the 
whatever we just read, and we're just making observations, okay? Have the same attitude as Jesus. So you have these observations, right? It's just maybe they're questions, maybe they're things to come back to, okay? Observation is the O. A is application. This is just asking questions like, what does this have to do with me, okay? How can I live this out? What is my next step, right? These are, these are the questions that we should be asking. How can I live this out? How can I take the next step after what I just read, right? So, so if you think about this Philippians verse, right, it might be that, that you need to go and apologize for, your brother and sis- for arguing with your brother and sister because you're not agreeing wholeheartedly, right? Or, or maybe uh, you're telling jokes, you recognize that you're telling jokes to try to impress others. Maybe you need to be reminded that, we don't, that we're not called to impress others, but we're to think of others as impor- more important than ourselves, right? Or maybe we really don't know what kind of attitude Jesus had. And it says to have the same attitude that Jesus, and so maybe we need to take a step and say, I need to go find out what kind of attitude Jesus had, right? By the way, it says it in the next few verses, so go back and read it, all right? So this is the application, right? The, the taking, it, um, taking what we just read and bringing it to our life. Okay, what's my next step? What do I do next? And then last... Um, is prayer. So we end in prayer. And we spend time praying, talking to God, man, just about what we read. Talk to him about what's going on. Talk to him uh, about what's going on in your life. Talk to him. Pray and ask him um, to help you with things that you're struggling with, to help friends or family with things. Um, Man, we'll spend time talking about prayer later, but just know this, that God wants you to talk with him. God knows everything, man, but he wants you to talk with him. Right? He desi- his desire is for you to come to him and say, man, I'm struggling. Help me. Man, so spend time talking to him. So this is the SOAP method. Again, this is just one way to, to, to have a quiet time, one way to spend time with him. If this doesn't work, man, try something else. Man, if, if you can't figure out what works, come ask. Come ask your leaders. Come ask me. I'll help you find something, man. But the, the important thing is that you are starting somewhere that you're spending time with God because it's a privilege. So, last thing. Like I said before, we're going to start. If you have a smartphone, I want you tonight to download uh, this app called YouVersion, Bible app, whatever, okay? You can do it later. You can do it in your groups. And we're going to start a a Bible plan together. It's a five-day Bible plan. We're going to start it tomorrow, okay? Um, And it's called, uh, do you have that slide, Brayden? It's called, what is it? Just one word. I wrote it down, but I couldn't find it. Just one word. We have the slide maybe somewhere. It's called Just One Word. You can write it down. Maybe if we don't have the slide, write it down. Just one word. Just search it in the Bible app. Your leaders can help you find it. I want you guys to start with this. It, it literally would take five minutes, okay? Five minutes. Five minutes of reading through this devotional and then reading through a few verses, okay? And then try the soap method on this, Okay? Just one word. Try it out and keep each other accountable this week and then go and do something different after you're done. All right? Sound good? Can we do this? Man, the important thing is that we walk away from here doing something, okay? We walk away from here saying, I'm going to take the next step in my walk with Jesus and I'm going to follow him and spend time with him. All right? So we just do something about it. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, um, man, for the fact that it's a privilege to spend time with you. And that we get to spend time with you. Not that we have to, but that we get to. I pray that you'd help us to uh, just look, take an honest look at our lives and see, man, are we um, living uh, with you or without you? 
Are you our number one priority or not? And I pray that we take the next step to making you number one. Jesus, we love you. We praise you in your name. Amen. All right, guys, you're free to go to Smart. This is it. Just one word, five days to invite Jesus in. All right? That's it. Look for that.